بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم طاسيم تلك آيات الكتاب المبين نتلو عليك بنتلو عليك بالنبي موسى وفرعون بالحق لقوم يؤمنون صدق الله العظيم عنرب العلماء الكرام respected elders and brothers in Islam in the Quran Sharif Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses the incidents of various anbiya ala nabiyyina wa alayhimu salatu wa salam some anbiya alayhimu salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses very very briefly in a few words few ayat few verses and some anbiya alayhimu salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes into great detail in narrating, in describing the incidents that had taken place during the times. One such Nabi, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over and over again in the Qur'an Sharif, approximately in more than 30 surahs of the Qur'an, more than 500 verses of the Qur'an Sharif, speak about this Nabi, his people, and the incidents that had transpired, and that is Nabi Musa ala Nabiina wa alayhi salatu was salam, and his people, the Bani Israel, and his encounters with Fir'aun, etc. The name of Musa alayhi salam appears in the Quran Sharif more than a hundred times. So it is my intention today, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this few minutes that we have, to share with you one portion of the life of Musa alayhi salam and of the incident of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam. And that is that incident that had transpired or what had transpired when Musa alayhi salam fled from Egypt. When Fir'aun had issued the death warrant for Musa alayhi salam that he must be killed. And Musa alayhi salam was informed by some well-wisher. مِنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ يَسْعَى person came running to Musa alayhi salam said, oh Musa, I am your sincere well-wisher I have heard that the Fir'aun wants to take your life so Musa alayhi salam hurriedly without any preparation he leaves Misr and he moves in the direction of a city called Madian now Madian was a city that was named after one of the sons of Hazrat Ibrahim salam, Madian bin Ibrahim. It was a seven day journey from Misr, from Egypt to Madian. And Musa salam, decided to go to Madian because this was a place, a city over which Fir'aun had no influence and no control. So Musa salam, decided 
that if I make my way to Madian, then I will be safe from Fir'aun and his mischief and his trouble. So without any preparation, he leaves on foot, no food, anything. Seven days journey on foot, surviving on the leaves of trees. And he reaches Madian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala captures the scene of Musa alayhi salam arriving in Madian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَمَّا وَرَدَ مَا أَمَدْيًا وَجَدَ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةً مِّنَ النَّاسِ يَسْقُونَ That as he arrives at Madian, on the outskirts of the city perhaps, they say, well, shepherds are gathered there, they are watering, giving water to the animals to drink. And Musa alayhi salam sees, وَوَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمُ امْرَأَتَيْنِ تَذُودَانِ He sees all the shepherds busy watering their flocks. And on one side, in the distance, away from all the shepherds, he sees two women, two girls, with the flock of sheep, تَذُودَانِ The Qur'an describes that those sheep, those animals were thirsty, they wanted to go to the water. But these girls were holding their animals back, holding their flock back. Musa salam is arriving in Madian. As we said, after a seven day long journey. Now we know what happens when a person travels. Leave a seven day journey, seven hour journey is too long. Person becomes tired, he's irritable, he's hungry, he wants to rest, he wants to sort himself out. But the Anbiya alayhimu salam, Mufassirin highlight, that the way of the Anbiya alayhimu salam, was that whenever they saw any person in need, despite their own need, despite their own condition, despite the difficulty they are experiencing, that was secondary. But whenever they saw a person in need, they would rush to offer the assistance to that person. So Musa salam being the Nabi of Allah, when he sees this, despite him being tired and hungry, and as we said, at that time normally a person is in concern of his own comfort. As they say, each person to himself and God for all. Now this is not the way of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam. Neither was this the way of our beloved Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah in his shamayr, where he describes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One of the descriptions he gives, the sahaba say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would impress upon us that when you see someone in need, then immediately offer your assistance to that person. Whether you know that person or you don't know that person. Whether you are expecting some reward or not expecting some reward. Whether you are expecting recognition for that good that you had done, acknowledgement, appreciation. Thank you or not. La nuridu minkum shukura. The way of the Anbiya and the way of the followers of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our way. What our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, we as ummatis of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this should be an outstanding feature in our lives. May Allah inspire us. 
Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the same theme. If you study the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you'll see this. Glaring, outstanding. That person, that person's iman is not complete, who does not honor his guest. That person's iman is not complete, who goes to sleep, his belly, his stomach is full, but his neighbor is hungry. His iman is not complete. Wallahi la yu'min. By the qasam of Allah, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, by the oath of Allah, the person's iman is not complete. So wallahu fi awni al-abd, ma dam al-abdu fi awni akhi. That Allah will continue assisting us as long as we continue assisting our brethren. As long as we continue assisting the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without expectation of any reward. Remember the mistake that we make many a times. That we are doing some good, but we are waiting for some acknowledgement. He forgot what I did for him. See what he's known. No wait for any acknowledgement. Our acknowledgement is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was the way of every Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa alayhi salam seeing these young girls, these two women, immediately understood something is not right. This is not the work of women. They shouldn't be out here watering their flocks. It's a difficult task, laborious, difficult task. So Musa alayhi salam goes up to those women, tired from his journey, hasn't eaten, hasn't rested, not bothered about death. Let me help the next person first. He goes up to this woman. Bear in mind that in the Sharia, in the in the Sharia of Musa salam, in the time of Musa salam, the laws of hijab, the laws of parda were not revealed. It wasn't compulsory as it is for us, as it is compulsory for us to observe parda. Women observe parda from men. Men don't freely intermingle with women. So in the time of Musa salam, this was not compulsory. So Musa salam goes up to them and he addresses them, ma khatbukuma, that what is wrong? You are here, you are waiting on one side. They reply to Musa salam, they say, oh Musa, we come from a noble family. Our father is Shu'ib salam. Our father is a prophet of Allah. We come from noble families. It is not our way that whilst the men are busy tending to their sheep, it is not behoving of any person of nobility. Any person who is from the family of Nubuwa, any person who is the follower of Nubuwa, it's not behoving. It is not decent, normal, good behavior. It is not in keeping with good ethics and morals. That whilst they are busy, the men are there, we go right into them and we give our sheep and our animals water. No. La nasqi our way, every day we come, we wait. Once the shepherds have left and there are no men left by the well, we go with our sheep and we give our sheep water to drink. 
And Musa, you may be wondering, what are we doing out of the home? Here, tending to our sheep, this is the work of men. Men do the work outside the home. Women are inside the home. وَأَبُونَا شَيْخٌ كَبِيرٌ O Musa, our father is extremely old. He's advanced in age. We don't have anyone to assist us and we cannot afford to employ anyone as well. There is nobody else. We need to survive. This is the only means of survival out of this necessity and need. Out of this genuine necessity and need. What is a need? What is a necessity? Very simple for a person to understand. Place yourself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine it is a day of qiyamah. Allah make it easy for us. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was describing qiyamah and hisab and questioning and reckoning, it was Aisha radiallahu anha. As Aisha radiallahu anha said, O oh, Nabi of Allah, will there be anyone in such a difficult moment? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, O oh, Aisha, whoever's, whoever's, whoever will be scrutinized on the day of qiyamah, his deeds, his action, definitely he is doomed. So make, we make dua, Nabi Sassam taught us to make dua, Allahumma hasibna hisaba yaseera. Oh Allah, when that moment will definitely come, none of us are excluded. Everyone, we have to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah make it easy. So imagine, whenever there is a doubt or there is a question running through my mind, is it a genuine need or not? Imagine I am standing before Allah, Behind me are the angels. I can't run anyway. On my right, my actions. On the left is the fire of Jahannam. Where do I go? Will I be able to convince my Allah that this I did because it was a genuine need or not? If I am able to convince Allah, if I feel that yes, then that is a need. If there is a doubt in my mind that I'll perhaps I don't know whether I am able to convince my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it means that perhaps this is not a need. And this will be in every situation. Allah give us that realization of presenting ourselves before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every situation should be the same. So nonetheless they say, وَأَبُونَا شَيْخٌ كَبِيرٌ Our father is very advanced in age. So this is why we are out here. Musa alayhi salam, without any questions, takes the sheep and very very quickly, very very swiftly he gives he waters those animals and he brings it back to those girls. Those girls return home with their sheep. Musa salam looks for the shade. He finds some shade. Perhaps it was a tree. He goes under the shade of the tree. And he makes a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer. Oh may Allah, I am desperately in need for any good that you bestow upon me. Mufassirin explained that this is a very profound, a very dynamic dua, which we should make all the time. Musa salam, by virtue of this dua, as we will hear, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a job, Allah blessed him with a shelter, a home, and Allah also blessed him with marriage. So Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqeer, O Allah, I am desperately in need of whatever good you send to me. In the meantime, these two girls return home. The father is surprised. What has happened today? You came home very early. 
again a point for us. How should we be concerned about the whereabouts of our children? The Nabi Shaib salam, his daughters came home unusually early, unlike the normal. My son came home a little late today. What happened better? What happened my son? Where were you? You were gone with some friends. Who you went with? What were you doing? Who is my friends hanging about with? When he's in his room and the door is closed, what is he busy doing inside that room? What is he viewing on his mobile device? Yes, we have hope always for the best in our children. We make dua for the best for our children. But that doesn't mean that we should adopt an ostrich mentality. That way we turn a blind eye to the realities that are staring before us. We see what is happening around us. Let us not be foolish. Let us be concerned about our children, where they are going, who are their friends, why they came late, why they came early, what are they doing, what are they not doing. So Nabi Shaib salam asked his daughters, what happened you came early today? Not that he doubted his daughters, but teaching us. So the daughters narrate the entire incident, that this is what transpired. Shaib salam says, go immediately and call that person. Because it is the way of the Anbiya and the way of our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whenever anyone does any good to a Nabi, whenever anyone did some good to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, brought some gift, some hadiyah or something, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would always repay. Not repay, but Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam would give that person back even better than what he had given. So anyone does any good, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us. When someone does any good to you, then repay him for the ihsan, for the favor. If you are unable to repay him, then make dua for that person. Make so much dua for that person until you are convinced that you have repaid him through your duas. So go and call this person. We need to repay him for the favor that he has done. So one of the two daughters come to Musa alayhi salam. Quran Sharif describes how they come, how she comes. فَجَاءَتُ إِحْدَاهُمَا One of those girls come. تَمْشِي عَلَى اسْتِحْيَا Walking with a great amount of shame and modesty. Now the Qur'an Sharif is such a kitab that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized or highlighted or mentioned some specific aspect, then there is a reason behind mentioning this aspect. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically mentioned Tamshi. She came walking al-istihya with shame, with modesty. Highlighting and emphasizing and teaching us the reciters of the Qur'an that haya, shame and modesty is something which is greatly valued in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So valued that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Never underestimate the value of shame, the value of haya, the value of modesty. Allah, listen. Inna al-imana wal-haya qurana'u jami'a. That, oh my ummah, iman and haya, they go together. They go together. Each one compliments the other. Ida rufiya ahaduhuma irtafa al-akhar. If one if one of these two are missing, the other one will soon vanish and disappear. If there is no iman, the haya and shame will go. 
And if there is no shame and haya and modesty, slowly that will erode and that will take out and that will erode and weaken the iman. This is the importance of iman, of haya. So tamshi ala stihya, she came walking with great shame and modesty. How she came? Ulama mufassirin describe when she came to Musa alayhi salam, as she approaches Musa alayhi salam, she takes her sleeve and she covers her face. Musa alayhi salam, as I said, the laws of parda, the laws of hijab were not revealed at that time. As it is revealed to us, as it is compulsory to us, for us. But despite that, the way of every noble person was a way of shame and modesty. It wasn't a way where men and women are treated the same, where a man flirts with a woman, where a woman makes advances on a man. This is not the way of a mu'min, of a believer. Complete haya and shame. So she blocks her face. And she comes and modestly she says, قَالَتْ إِنَّ أَبِي يَدْعُوكَ لِيَجْزِيَاكَ أَجْرَ مَا سَقَيْتَ لَنَا Very short, not sweet, brief to the point, my father is calling you. He wishes to repay you for the good that you have done. Musa salam immediately stands up. He tells the girl, you come behind me and I will walk in front of you. Because if you have to walk in front of me and lead me the way, I don't know how to go to your home, to your father's house. So obviously you have to direct me. But if you are going to walk in front of me, then I will be looking at you all the time. If a gust of wind has to blow, perhaps some part of your leg may be exposed, of your body may be exposed, or your figure may become exposed. This is not my way. This is not my teaching. This is not the way of a mu'min. No, no. When Zainab radiallahu anha, Ummul Mu'mineen, our mother, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had her walima, very lengthy incident. But in, on the occasion of the walima of Zainab radiallahu anha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayat of the Qur'an, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, addressing the Sahaba, the best of his creation, on the tongue of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Addressing the Sahaba, addressing the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, our mothers. Do we doubt our mother? Can we doubt the mothers of the, of the Mu'mineen, the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Allah Himself has testified to their purity in the Qur'an? There is no shadow of doubt. Yet Allah commanded them, and by way of teaching us that this command is not only for the Sahaba, not only for the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, O reciters of Qur'an, O my servants, O my bandas, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَتَاعًا فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ From today onwards, when you, O best of creation after the Anbiya, when you have to ask them, the mothers of the believers, for anything that you need, فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ Then do so from behind a veil. Don't do it on their face. There must be something between you and them. And all reciters of Qur'an, O oh my Sahaba, ذَلِكُمْ أَطْهَرُ لِقُلُوبِكُمْ وَقُلُوبِهِنْ This is more pure. This is better and more pure for your hearts and their hearts. Who was the Qur'an addressing? When the Sahaba told that this is better and more pure, how can we doubt what is better and more pure for us? We cannot judge anyone. 
We cannot judge anyone. But let us be frank. Let us be honest. On a hot summer's afternoon, when a person is feeling extremely thirsty and a cool glass of water is presented before him, doesn't he feel to drink that water? Isn't that natural that he is inclined to drink that water? In the same way Allah has designed us. It cannot be that the design of Allah was different than it changed today. Allah has designed us that our nature is such as we are attracted to cool water. Let us be honest as men. When we, are, when, when we see something beautiful, when a person sees the opposite sex, the so opposite gender, by his nature he is attracted. This we cannot deny, this is a reality. So when this is how Allah has created us, Allah has commanded us that do so me warai hijab. There has to be some, some segregation. Otherwise, we will be facing situations like we are facing today. Ask ulama that are involved in this type of work. They say the days of saving marriages are gone. Now it is only about facilitating divorces. Why? One of the chief reasons is that we have forgotten to look after our eyesight. We have forgotten haya. We have forgotten that we as believers, it's not difficult. This is our way that we respect the woman. She belongs to someone. She is the daughter of someone. She is the mother of someone. More importantly, she is the bandi. She is the servant of my Allah. When someone interferes with my wife, my wife belongs to me. Don't interfere with her. Allah says, my servant belongs to me. You don't look at her. I haven't given you that permission. Time has run out. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us. Just to very quickly recap the few things that we spoke of. We spoke of firstly the way of the Anbiya alayhi Whenever they find someone in need, they offer their assistance without any expectation of any reward. Second is concern for our children. Concern about their whereabouts. Third, haya, shame and modesty is integral to our iman, is part of our iman, part of our sunnah and the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all to think to make amal. Ameen wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.